What's up, everybody? This is Mario Maitland, also known as Rio. Make sure you go like and subscribe to our channel below so you don't miss out on any of this great content going forward. Go off of the things that you said. I think having fun. Like, having fun is just as important. Um, having fun is the number one thing. Right. Because you got to understand, like, think about all these NBA players. 80% of them, are they having fun? Or... Are they there to just make money? You know what I'm saying? Right. We, 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 we don't really know. But at the end of the day, the way they got there, they have to have fun. Yeah, you, they, got you have to. Because if, you, if you're not having fun, that means you're not embracing the, the value of, okay, I'm here in this position and I'm killing it and I love to do it. Because if you, don't, do it. if you don't love to do it, you're not going to go as far as you could. Exactly. You know? So you got to... You got to have that mama mentality. And that's what people not understand. The mama mentality is not just, okay, I'm going to focus. So I'm going to just do this. And, and, and I'm going to work hard. But no, the mama mentality is doing all those things and understand that, yo, I love to do this shit. Gentlemen, uh, welcome to yet another episode of What's Next Podcast. We are on the set here at the Maitland Residence with my older brother, Malik Maitland, joining the show, episode number 19, season finale. It's going to be a good one, so sit tight. Also, while you're at it, hit that red subscribe button. To subscribe on YouTube is going to do us a great favor if you do that for us. My brother, like I said, Malik Maitland, man, how, how are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Appreciate it, man. Pretty, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Man. Of course, uh, I know a lot of people... They've been waiting for this one, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, DMing me on Instagram, uh, calling me, you know, like, when's Malik going to come on? And I say, you know, Malik's, we're saving him for the very end, you know, we're closing out the season. So, like I said, man, uh, I, I'm really happy to have you on here. A lot of people can see your story, you know, hear more about your story, and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, sounds, sounds pretty good. So, man, what, what you got going on now, man? I know you just... Came three to four months back from Zamora, Spain. You're back into the United States, man. How does it feel to be back? It feels great. It feels, you know, it feels, it feels wonderful. Yeah. Uh, seeing faces and loved ones, and just showing the world who I am, and and I'm back. You know, I'm back and better. So right, right. It's always a good feeling to come back to your home and see the loved ones, the friends, like you said. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about that experience in, in Spain. You were, how long you were up there? About nine months. Nine months? Yeah, that's not bad. Months. That's not bad. Okay. And now you're back. Well, let's get into, let, let's start from the very beginning because a lot of people don't know your story, right? Uh, we're born and raised in Long Island, New York. Um, talk about what it was like in New York, uh, Long Island, New York. Oh, man. It's, it was, uh, it was, you know, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Facts. So, uh, growing up, you know, I have brothers. You know, we have an older brother, Edson. Shout out to Edson, yeah, man. Shout, shout out to Edson. <laughs> Big bro, Eddie, Eddie, man. Easy weezy. Uh, but nah. <laughs> but, but nah. Uh, growing up over there, it, it made us, you know, appreciate life so much more. Um, and having two great brothers, uh, especially I'm the middle child. So, you know, seeing how Edson developed. Uh, grown, be, becoming a, a man and everything, and seeing how you developed right. becoming a man, um, and and I think just growing up in New York just made us stronger mentally. Uh, and basketball wise, uh, New York is one of the best uh, 
basketball cities uh, in the in the country. So Facts, yeah, lots of uh, lots of guys from that yeah, New York lots, area. Lots of talent. Shout out to Devontae, uh, Danny Green, little brother. Uh, he's doing really well, and I grew up with him. Deshore, you know, playing with the Gachos. So I was just following uh, my big brother footsteps. I, I know you talked a little bit. You mentioned the New York Gachos, which. For my audience, New York Gachos, it's an AAU program with um, uh, outside of the New York City area. I think it's in Bronx. They started it, but it's an AAU program, and he played for the New York Gachos. Yeah. Talk a little bit about you know that and w- what impact did that have on you? Because the New York Gachos, it's a storied AAU program for basketball youth. I mean, guys like Stephon Marbury has played for the New York Gachos. Uh, let's see, Telefair. Um, who else? Uh, I got my list here. Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit how you know the New York Gachos had an impact on you. On, on, it had, on, a, on it had an impact just just the history, uh, the knowledge of the game, and just being able to you know play at that level. All right. Uh, being able to see different people and how they earn their their spot and how they work and their work ethic. Kemba Walker was also another uh, New York Gacho. Yeah, Kemba was a beast. He Kemba was a beast. Kemba was a beast. Uh, and um, just just seeing how I could I could be one of those guys, you right? Know, every kid have a dream, and it was just following their footsteps as well. And I was very blessed and, and uh, appreciative of having the opportunity to 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 play to play with the Gachos. So you, you, when you put on that uniform, it's a it's a sense of pride, you know. Especially in that New York area, you got that Gachos uniform. You that means you're legit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Moving on, Malik, uh, give me your best New York memory, man. Uh, let's go back a little bit. What's your best New York memory? <laughs> go ahead. You give me yours, I'll give you mine. Simple as that. Best New York memory? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just uh, like basketball? Or just It can be anything. It oh, be anything. I, I remember uh, we was having a uh, cookout. Uh, we was having a cookout. Was, you probably don't remember. He was no baby. We was having a cookout. Little baby. Yeah, he was, he was no baby, man. I don't think you remember. We was having a cookout, and our family came, and we just had a good time. Uh, you know, uh, uh, neighbors, Ryan came over. Uh, a lot of a lot of people came over, and we were just kicking it. We had a big backyard. That's what people don't understand. We have yeah, we, our big our yard was like uh, close to a football field. You know, uh, it was big, and we had a basketball court. So you know, that was the grind. That, that was, was the, the grind, grind spot. You know, if you could. If you compete there and make it on there, like you could, you could make it anywhere. You know? Facts. Uh, but yeah, everybody came over. We had a good time. You know, eat ice cream. Yeah, I, I'd say my favorite memories. Like you talked about the backyard and just being able to play. You know, different sports, whether it's football, basketball. Um, I think the best memory for me, I can't sum it up to just one memory, but I, I tell you this, I I loved being able to bond with my older brothers and bonding doing something that we love to do you know what i'm saying we just we love to play basketball now something that we could bond over you know that's yeah. what we would talk about you know and, and we'd grind and be competitive and it really showed it showed out in our personality yeah. so yeah. I, I think that was that was probably my favorite you know kind of memories if that makes sense especially on the sticks when we played two games. Video games as well yeah it was, it was serious it was business it's know? still serious you know, I always, I always be the winner. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I, I always come out on top. So, not true, y'all. But moving on. Um, so New York to Florida. Uh, t- 
talk about that transition from New York to Florida, how, how it was on and off the court. It was, well, let's talk first about off the court, uh, you know, coming in a whole different state. It was completely different. It was not as crazy as New York. New York was busy, fast, fast going, pace. fast yep. paced. Uh, and, and New York, you know, I, I left a, a mark there, uh, basketball-wise. Basketball shout out to Coach Science. I left a mark there. And shout out to the Gachos. Uh, they made me, they, they made me, I was prepared for that transition mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So that transition is coming uh, here off the court was, was so easy because I could adapt to different things. Right. Um, and uh, on the court, uh, the level of competition was not as high as, uh, as New York at that, at that time. In my age group, so right, 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 right. So now it's it's kind of it's getting up there now. So yeah, it's 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 it, you know it was getting up there. Uh, when I when I was a junior, uh, yeah, junior, junior, senior, uh, that that's when it was start. You know, I mean, we had uh, my sophomore year, Grayson Allen, Joe Barry came before me. Uh, well, you know, Grayson Allen, you know, Duke played, got played yeah. at Duke uh, from Jacksonville, and then you got. Uh, Joe Barry, North Carolina guy. So, uh, you know, those guys stood out here in, in Florida, you know, as well. So I was looking up to them and so on, on the basketball level. So it was it was really good. It was really interesting. Absolutely. So, yeah, you talked a little bit about, you know, how players are getting better. I, I feel like today they're more skilled than back then when you kind of started, when you came out on the playing field. I think they're a lot more skilled now. Um and you can see that at a young age. I mean, these guys got trainers and uh, uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, yeah. preparation to make them better. So I, I feel like that has a lot to do with, you know, the skill set growing compared to when you first came down yeah. to now. You know, you, you get players are a lot more skilled. Let's talk a little bit. You talked about Joe Barry and Grayson Allen. Those guys uh, were part of your AU team, each one teach one out of Florida, which is an EYBL team. Talk a little bit about playing with the, playing alongside those guys. I know you were on the younger team, the younger age group, which was loaded. I mean, a loaded team with Ben Simmons, who's the member of Brooklyn Nets now. He was leading the way with you guys. Mm -hmm. Antonio Blakeney, um, Taco Fall. Talk a little bit about that experience playing for each one, teach one, that EYBL team. Yeah, I mean, playing playing with the, the organization uh, and, and just playing with a group of guys that's just at a, a higher level. Uh, you know, in, in the game uh, when I was younger. Uh, it was just, it was a blessing because they was getting so much uh, publicity on and off the court. And, and, you know, it was just great for, for me, you know, to see what I can do, what I can help because, you know, it's not, it's not easy. You know, it's not, everybody think it's easy. Everybody think it's, it's, it's not easy, man. Playing with a, a group of guys that can, you know, Take the ball, a six ten guy can take the ball and play like a point guard. <laughs> come full, come full down down the court. Still does just, it, and he's at, still doing it. At, down and 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 just can dunk on you at any given time. And then you got a seven seven that can protect the rim. Uh, it was it was it made my job a lot easier. And I'm so used to playing with guys like that. You know, I'm so used to having my having a stacked team. Uh, it was my job to to set the tone by you know just making that simple pass. Uh, making those guys' job much easier, and be a facilitator, and um, just just uh, adapt, 
you know, to that level, you know. You know right. I, I, I feel like that that was something that you really improved on, especially that early in your career. You you knew how to adapt to different uh, roles on your team, whether it was in high school where you would put up 40 points, you know, or 30 points. And then when you would go play with Ben Simmons and those guys on each one teach one, you turn into more of a pass first point guard. I think the ability to uh, adapt into a different role made you even better, prepared you for your college career. So that was that was cool to see from my end. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about your high school career recruitment process. Uh, you were a McDonald's All-American nominee uh, in the state of Florida, top mm-hmm. 20 player in the state of Florida. Uh, talk a little bit about you know the recruiting process. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, the recruitment process was, you know, if every kid have an opportunity to go through that, you know, we'll take that for granted. It was really fun, uh, you know, playing in Peace Gym, seeing Coach K on the side, uh, seeing Roy Williams, seeing celebrities come watch you when you're 17, 18, 16-year-old kid, and then coming back uh, to high school and try to decide, you know, what's college, you know, for the future uh, is best for you. So. Um, I believe it was it was a fun process, you know. It was you know it was to make to make it easier for these kids to understand that, you know, if you ever have the opportunity, take care of your academics first, you know, because if Duke or Stanford or any Ivy League school want to offer you and you have an opportunity, they they also want you to see your grades too. So um, and, and your GPA and and uh, SATs, ACT, so. Academically, academic, you know, as a student, which is student athlete come first. So you got to be a student first and an athlete second. But other than that, it was, it was, that's, that's, you got it right on the point. Uh, I think a lot of the times we forget that academics is just as important. You see now that basically academics is kind of being pushed aside, you know, yeah. um, Everybody wants to make it to the NBA, and that, that's that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, but you, you always want to have something to lean back on, fall back on. I feel like academics can, can help you out in that sense. So moving on, Malik, you ended up at, at Moorhead State, played Division One basketball. Talk about that process and why you chose to go to Moorhead State. Uh, you know, I had a lot of other schools uh, that was – that offered me big big schools and everything like that. Um, shout out to Morehead State. Uh, but all around, I chose that. My my parents and I, my family, you know, we decided Morehead was is a good fit. I felt like it was a hundred and ten percent perfect fit from from who I am as a person and what I was trying to uh, be coming out of coming out of college. So. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, Moorhead was a school academically, you know, they, they, their graduation students uh, graduated at 98%. Uh, graduation rate. Yeah, okay. graduation rate. Uh, so I, I, was in, I was in good hands. Uh, just, just the group of guys that was coming in, uh, yeah, it was looking pretty solid. Yeah, I know you guys made it. Uh, Morehead State made it to the tournament a few years before you came. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Fareed days, I, I believe it was. Yeah, but, Kenneth um, I want to ask you this, and I, I, a lot of people is, is probably dealing with this issue, a lot of young kids, a lot of young athletes who want to play at the next level, play at the next level, at that mm-hmm. Division One level. Talk to talk to us about, you know, what, what's the blueprint to make it to that level, that Division One level? Uh Blueprint is, uh, you know, you got to start at, you know, the younger you start, I think it's the easier. 
you know, easier way to come up. But, I mean, that's not usually the case sometimes. You got guys start playing basketball in high school, but you just got to stay in your gym. Stay in your gym, learn as much as possible on right. and off the court. Uh, surround yourself with great people, with a great cast uh, that will help you stay focused on the main goal. And, you know, high school, junior year, that's when it gets serious. Junior year, sophomore year, that's, that's when it gets serious and that's when you start noticing uh, schools interested in you and in, in the talent or that you could provide them to be successful at the next level. But Are you looking for any aerial photographers in your area? CKY Imaging might be the one for you. CKY Imaging is a freelance drone services effort by Lexington, Kentucky native Tyler Mills. Specializing in aerial media for commercial marketing and construction progress tracking deliverables. Offering everything from photography and videography to large-scale 2D and 3D models. Keep an eye out for what he's getting into next by following CKY Imaging on YouTube and Instagram. So, the route I went is pretty basic. Go to college, go to, go to high school. I went to high school. My sophomore, junior year, I blew up. Uh, going into my junior year for uh, AU, right. that's, that's when uh, people start noticing because they start realizing, okay, he can score the ball. Can he facilitate? Can he be a leader? Because at the next level, that's most of the schools want as a point guard. So yeah, you go there. You know, you get noticed, you get exposure, you do your thing, you know. But the most important thing is the education and understanding that being a student first and an athlete second is very valuable to your, your future uh, investment into whatever you want to become, you know. A lot of people don't understand that. And, and as a young kid, the, the, I realized the, the, the earlier you understand the business, uh, of where you want to go, the easier it will be when when you right. reach it, older. So like it makes you a lot more focused uh, in the long run. When you when you're set eyes on what you want to do, yeah. you you kind of learn how to block out distractions yeah. and you know focus on the end goal. Yeah. Um. Uh. I also want to go off of the things that you said. I think having fun, like having fun, is just as important. Um, <sighs> having fun is. The number one thing, right? Because you gotta understand, like, think about all these NBA players. Eighty percent of them are they having fun, or are they there to just make money? You know what I'm saying? Right. We 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 don't really know. But at the end of the day, the way they got there, they have to have fun. Yeah, you yeah. got you have to because if you if you're not having fun, that means you're not embracing the the value of okay. I'm here in this position and I'm killing it and I love to do it because if you don't do it, you love, like LeBron James said, Le, LeBron James said, if you don't love to do it, you're not gonna go as far as you could. Exactly. You know? So you gotta you gotta have that mama mentality and that's what people not understand. The mama mentality is not just okay. I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna just do this. I'm gonna just do this. I'm gonna just do this. And 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 I'm gonna work hard. But no, the mama mentality is doing all those things. And understand that, yo, I love to do this shit.
uh, having fun has has a lot to do with it. I want to ask you about the adjustment of playing at the next level. Uh, high school, we all know high school and college is a whole different beast. Like, yeah, how do you adjust from that high school situation to playing at the Division One level? Well, the adjustment, uh, I feel like every every freshman goes through it. Right. Uh, the work ethic, uh, the workload, understanding the more the importance of of understanding your body. Okay. Uh, I, I believe that everybody it hits everybody at one point or some point. Uh, it could it could be the media. You know, if the media attention was was pretty uh was pretty high over there. Uh, and the players, man, it's just. So when you at a higher level, each level you go, they're faster, stronger, uh, uh, quicker. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, it was just one of those things where you're able to uh, adjust and try to adapt. And those are the people that are the most successful, I think, and I truly believe that. Uh, once you locked in and stay ready at all times, your moment will come, and that's yeah, what happened to me. Yeah, I, I was coming off the bench, uh, didn't play a lot, but you know it was sad that Corbin got hurt, and they had, that was my job to be ready. That was my job and learn. You know, I was humbled enough where okay, like Corbin, you've been here, you've done it. I want to learn. Let me, let me try to grasp your knowledge of the game and how you are being so good at what you do. Yeah. You know, and then same thing with Moon. Moon had experience and I, I learned from Moon and everything. And our Miguel and only me and Lamontre Harris was the two rookies. And we had to stay together and, and stay humble. So when our moment was, was called, we was able to, to, to be successful. Right. Uh, so I feel, I feel like humbleness, you gotta like, you go to the next level, you gotta be humble. Like right off the right off the bat. Humble beast, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have that confidence, but you gotta also have a, a side of humbleness when you get to that next level because you start from ground zero. Every level you go at, you start from zero. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. when you like if you go into the next level and you think you're you know, all that and then yeah. When an opportunity presents itself, you're not able to perform, it looks yeah. bad, right? Yeah. So, you know, getting being ready Staying ready, like you said, and having a sense of humbleness, yeah. that, that definitely helps when you get to that next level. Because yeah. you're, not, you're not putting so much pressure on your, your mind. You're not right. putting so much pressure on I mean, you just, you just got there. Like, everything's new to you. You, know? yeah. you don't want to yeah. put too much pressure on yourself. And it's already pressure uh, off the court. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't believe playing basketball in the game you love is pressure. What's, that's, not, that's not pressure. A person that is, is, don't know what his next meal is, that's pressure. A person, a person got about to make a turn and the car is about to hit him. That's pressure, making the right decision. So I wouldn't say it's pressure. Uh, I wouldn't say, is it challenging? Yeah, I would say it's challenging. Challenging is the word I'll use to, to describe the understanding of, of playing at a high level. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I, I think you said it. Um, moving on. Uh, like I said, you went to Morehead State, went to go play for Sean Woods. Sean Woods is a Kentucky alumni who played for, I believe it was the 1992 Kentucky team. Uh, uh, I think they ended up. Who? Who? Sean Woods. Sean Woods. Ah. Sean Woods. And. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I, so I just want to get your perspective. Like, what, what was it like playing for Sean Woods? Uh, he's a gritty, uh, 
Greedy coach. Uh, greedy coach. Uh, but I can't really. I I will keep. I don't have nothing really else. To, I can't really say anything. Yeah. About that man, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, can't can't. That's can't, fine. Can't say anything, you know. If you know what I mean, you know. But That's absolutely fine. Greedy coach. Uh, greedy just coach. look on 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 the YouTube. You guys, you guys understand. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, give me your toughest uh, opponent, toughest matchup you you matched up in in college basketball as a team, or matchup. just as give a me a team and give me the player. Uh, I mean, it was no player that came in my my. You know, no one could guard me. Put it like that. No one. I don't remember any, if I don't remember anybody. That means no one could have guarded me. <laughs> uh, uh, but other than that, uh, I mean Nevada. That was probably like when we was playing the CBA. It was the CBA tournament. Yeah, the CBA tournament. We went to the finals and playing against Nevada was the atmosphere was different. The atmosphere was different, and 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 it was okay. Oh, Purdue. Purdue atmosphere is crazy too. Uh, their fans are. are Nuts and pit 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 fans was 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 real good, right. but I like that. Though. I like that, you know, because I remember I was in Nevada. I was talking to the fans. I hit a three. Let's continue talking talk about to the fans. that. Yeah, we hit another about- three. Uh, got it. it, was, it no one could just guard me, you know. But other than that, the fans made it so much fun and elevated my game to another level, which was usually that's what that's what. What it does. So. Uh, yeah, last episode we sat with uh, Colin Castleton, University of Florida. He said the same thing. Yeah. You know, the fans just take the, the players, you know, to another, level. To another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It def- that, I could see why, you know, uh, just yeah. getting, it, getting in that atmosphere. Yeah, and Colin's more emotional than I am. He is, he is yeah. a lot more emotional. Yes, <laughs> he is, he's a lot more emotional. So let's let's move on. You know, you, you spent your two years in Moorhead State. Mm-hmm. Went to Went back home to Bethune-Cookman, as you guys can see right here. Uh, Bethune-Cookman is a HBCU university out of the Daytona Beach area. Uh, talk to me about, you know, your time at, at Bethune-Cookman. Yeah, so I went to Bethune, which a lot of people don't know. I was trying to do something different. I had other, had other universities that I could have went to, uh, you know. But, you know, I tried to do something different. I tried to see uh, the experience with the HBCU. Uh, I tried to understand and help them and try to, you know, do something big, but do something different, you know, challenge myself. Uh, so, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, a lot different coming from Memorial State to, I know HBCUs and you can see it today in today's game, a lot of NBA players and, uh, the league in general is trying to shine some light on yeah. the HBCUs and, and uh, their resource, their lack of resources. Talk about you know how you dealt with the lack of resources because it's not known. You know, a lot of people don't know that HBCUs they struggle with the resources. Yeah, it's challenging. Uh, from my experience, it's challenging. But I, with me, which I only could talk about me, in my experience is the fact that I was able to, uh, I was I was able to choose a school that that I went to high school here. So the resources for me was was. Was not a problem. Uh, if the gym was not available, I could have went to my high school, you know, or went to another high school, or you know, I, I, which is for other kids though, which that didn't have that opportunity. Uh, it was a struggle. It was, I was lucky enough where I'm able to see my parents, spend time with them, you know, visit them, um, and let them come watch me play. And I think that was the most exciting thing uh, as a 
you know, as a student athlete, when you look in the stands and you see your loved ones, you know, sh you know, uh, you know, calling your name or, and rooting for you. I'm sure it was a good time to be able to play in front of your family, friends, and get that hometown support. Manera, uh, HBCU has some ties to Shaquille O'Neal. I know Shaquille O'Neal's mom went there. Yeah. I believe got a degree there. And uh, you was honored to meet the, the big diesel, the Shaquille O'Neal. Um, yeah, I spent, what was, I spent a great time, quality time with him. What, what was that process? Uh, like? When you when you see him, you you, you wouldn't understand how how big <laughs> big fella is, you know. Shout out to Shaq, uh, but um, yeah, he's it was it was good to pick his brain. Uh, he is so knowledgeable of understanding the value of becoming a businessman, where to start, and that's the person who actually told me like, you know, Malik, like you're 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 big time, you know. Are you, what you gonna do? Are you going to act like uh, a basketball player or are you going to act like a businessman? So he's the one who put that idea in my head to understand, like, I, I have to market myself, you know? I have to, I'm valuable in the things that I put myself into. And and Shaq was so, so, like, he is so, he's like a genius. Yeah. And is. and he has, I don't know, like, over 100 businesses. Yep. Uh, and it, he's he's the one that knowledge of understand once I'm a professional athlete, you know, after college. And, and he didn't tell me after college, blah, 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 do this, do that. He actually told me start now. He said start now. And when you start now, it's going to be easier for you in the future. Success is very important to you, of course. And you talked about... Are you looking to add some style to your closet? Check out Imagistic Designs. The quality of the fabric is so soft and natural. You can tell how unique each piece is, and that makes every item even more special. Fashion you can buy, but style you possess. The key to style is learning who you are. Imagistics Designs. Uh, well, what's your blueprint for success? Well, and this can be for anybody. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be for a professional athlete. It's for anyone in general. It, uh, our success, my success, is probably different from a lot of people's success. My success is I could, I'm available, I, I'm able to put food on my plate. I'm able to put food on other people's plate. I'm able to help a, a friend or a brother. I'm able to help my parents. I'm able to, so the word is provide. I'm able to provide uh, where I'm able, where it's not affecting me. Right. That's being successful. I mean, being famous, doing this, having, a, having rewards, having trophies, that's not, that's not the end goal. The end goal for me is is to provide and for my loved ones comfortably and do the things that we want to do. Yep. So that's 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 for me being successful and, and the blueprint we all have a blueprint. It's on Google. You guys just have to educate yourself. For example, we have a family business, my dad do uh, uh his clothes line, uh you know, he, he showed you the other day, right? He sure did. Yeah, so uh, he's he's doing that uh, majestic uh, dot com, uh, like he's doing his own thing. Yes, you know, and he's he's enjoying it, even though he don't have probably no no customers yet. But he's he's understanding. He's reading books, and you know, my dad is a very smart man, just like my mother. And I shout out to shout out to my our parents, you know, of course for for raising us and and you know. And shout out to Ed, like again, for, for helping us become the man 
that we uh, we are to, yep. to this day. So, you're a person. God has a lot to do with your life, and that's wonderful. I, I, I'm the same way. But uh, live through Him. Talk a little bit about what that means. And you use this hashtag on your social media accounts. What does that mean? All right. So live through Him. It means it means a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, the faith that I have, right, in Jesus is the ultimate faith, ultimate trust. So the story what happened about with that is is this I can't explain it. It just happened. It's a testimony to what happened to me. So uh, I was I was seeing you know my, my girlfriend right now, and uh, the way we met it was very uh, you know a lot of people asked me this and that you know, but lucky for me I was blessed to wait to wait until I found the one, and then um, I went to Spain to to go see her. I went over there to so go. So you got a jersey. Yeah, man. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty you cool. Show that off to my audience. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Got the last name. So the the 11 represent live through him all, always, every day. So it's, it's pretty nice. Got the last pretty name. Cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, I met, I met, you know, I was lucky enough to meet my girlfriend and everything like that. Everything goes well. Right. And when I went to Spain, it was actually to spend time with, with my girlfriend. August and everything like that, you know, and then, you know, I didn't want to, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, and I had faith, everything happened for a reason, so, bam, you know, we both prayed to, to hopefully get a contract in Spain, and I always tell it, God always make the right decisions, just gotta wait, Jesus always there for us, just gotta wait, and we can just continue having faith, and next two weeks, got a couple offers in Spain, <laughs> And then it was not just it was not just offers. It was actually a good opportunity, you know. And took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, um, after that, uh, spent the whole nine months there, and it was a good experience. Uh, and like you said about basketball and the culture shock, yeah, everything's just so much cheaper. And <laughs> and uh, no knock off the United States or anything, but it was uh, it was just a better lifestyle for me you know and the to adapt to a, a country like that i speak uh un poco a little bit of spanish here and then and now so uh it was it was good man it was good the food is great the food was probably the best second best thing her family was there for me and everything so it was the second home for me and um it was easy it was an easy transition yeah so it was great it was great on the on the basketball court the competition was a surprise. Just be. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, uh, I bet that that transition from America and American lifestyle to Spaniard lifestyle is very, very uh, interesting altogether. I want to ask you this, Malik. Uh, you also played for the Jamaican national team, so you're not just involved within Spain. What was that like putting on that that Jamaican? Jersey yeah, and yeah. representing those guys. Yeah, representing was was big, man. It was a great opportunity. It was you know shout out to Jamaica, yep. You know Jamaican nation. Uh, yeah, you know representing uh, our country is, is like you can't you can't like put it on that jersey. You can't. There's no words to describe how uh, blessed you know I am. You know and and to go out there and say yo like I'm playing for Jamaica. You know. <laughs> 
it was a great opportunity, and, and I, I'll never forget that day. And I'll continue uh, being in the process, and I'm going to play with the Olympics team. Uh, so you know, in November. So uh, I'm going to try to try to you know, we're trying to get into you know big bigger things and you know get 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 the ball rolling over there. So you know, it was awesome. exciting. It was exciting. Yeah. yeah. So Good opportunity. Any advice for the younger generation? Uh, the advice for the younger generation uh, is really, you know, just be yourself, enjoy the process, and anything you do. Uh, if you want to be an artist, if you want to be an actor, if you want to be an actress, if you want to be an athlete, it's the work ethic. It's the simple stuff. You know, don't don't try to make it any bigger. It's, it's learning as much as you can and, and gaining as much knowledge and and networking. Because networking is the most important thing, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur or anything you're going into. So the the more you network and, and value your your market uh, wherever you go and understand your market value, I mean, you you'll be successful in anything you do. So that's that's pretty much it. Just understanding what it takes. This is what's next podcast, right? Um, what what's coming up next for you? Speaking of what's next podcast, what what's coming next? For yeah, you? I mean, I have a couple offers here and there, but right now I'm focused on business. I'm really focused on uh, making more uh, passive income. You know, I got you know a couple great ideas and and everything like that. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for watching episode 19 of What's Next podcast series featuring my brother Malik Maitland season finale. Now, I do have a big announcement, so make sure you guys stay tuned. We will be posting on our social media with that big announcement. I can't wait to get that out to you guys. While I have you here, hit that red button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Instagram and uh, TikTok accounts, accounts as well, Facebook accounts as well, all our social media platforms. Give us a follow. So this has been a wonderful episode featuring Malik Mainland. Thank you for coming on, by the Appreciate way. Appreciate it, bro. Um, stay tuned for that announcement, and I hope you enjoyed this season one of what's next for more episodes and exclusive content subscribe to what's next with rio